My Ag Life is brought to you by ICL Growing Solutions, a leading global fertilizer manufacturer and exclusive miner of polyhalite, marketed as polysulfate. Learn more about ICL's cutting-edge crop nutrition solutions at icl-growingsolutions.us. Attention ag professionals, how do you maximize your efforts in your fields without breaking the bank? Come find out at the Inputs Ag Summit on January 10th in Fresno. Network with the best companies looking to help you save money and resources, making your dollars go further in the field. This is your chance to stay ahead and thrive in the face of challenges. The time to make a difference is now. You can't afford to miss out. Visit myaglife.com forward slash events to register or call 559-352-4456. As a disclaimer, views expressed in interviews are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent those of MyAgLife, JCS Marketing, and its employees. Welcome to MyAgLife, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. Hi, welcome to my Ag Life. Today we're talking with Russell Taylor, CCA and Vice President of Live Earth Products, about conservation in agriculture in light of recently receiving the Certified Crop Advisor Conservationist of the Year Award for 2023. Welcome back to the show, Russell. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here today. So, Russell, let's get right into it here. I mean, what does conservation in agriculture mean to you? You know, what does it really encompass? So, as a Certified Crop Advisor, you're dealing with diminishing returns. It's always... There's less of something available, less water, less fertilizer, less tools. It's the challenge of the crop advisor and the farmer for our future is to do more with less. Agriculture is going to deal with the the human population doubling by 2050. And how are we going to do that with the same amount of resources? And that's going to be using the same amount of water and the same amount of, of, of land or even less land due to loss to development to feed that population. So as, as you know, somebody who's looking at conservation, it's like we need to maximize our output and make better use of our input. Definitely. And so, you know, like like I said, you kind of uh you received this certified crop advisor conservation conservationist of the year award for this year. It it recognizes a CCA who, you know, has demonstrated leadership in conservation and agriculture. Um, can you, can you tell the folks kind of what you've been able to kind of contribute to the conservation movement over the years? Yeah. So conservation is more than working in the field. You know, conservation is also reshaping the rules that prevent farmers from accessing products and information that aid in conservation. So getting CCAs and researchers expanded knowledge is essential to accomplish the goal of helping farmers. So what I've done is help work with both the states and the federal government to change some of the rules that are restricting both label claims and products that they can use. And not to get too far into the weeds, but I'll describe it real briefly, is some of the laws that we're dealing with are 1950s laws. And through agricultural advancement, we do have new technologies that these laws don't cover. So the laws were written for, you know, 
DDT and, and pesticides, and that was it. No other beneficial um, crop inputs like biostimulants were, were allowed. And so the efforts that both me and many individuals within the um, regenerative agriculture and the biostimulant community have worked hard towards is just changing these rules, trying to get Congress and the states to update the rules. Definitely. And you were just in D.C. to receive this award, Russell. Of course, you um, likely talked to some of the higher ups that um, were you know, willing to listen in on this conversation about conservation and agriculture. Do you think we're going in the right direction at this point in time? Absolutely. It, there's, you know, you, you see the grind on the news about Congress and how things aren't getting done. And then you go meet with the those in the Ag Committee. And it's a lot of positivity because we're making big changes. The um, award was a conjunction between both government and um, non-government entities. So you see uh, the Fertilizer Institute, uh, Crop Life um, International, the um, Society of Agronomy, in addition to the National Resource Conservation District, uh, the I'm trying to remember all of them like off the top of my head, but uh, you've got multiple state and federal agencies working together to recognize this award. So it wasn't done in a vacuum. It was done in conjunction with a lot of groups. Um, I had the luxury of being able to meet with the USDA head of agronomy, the USDA head of nutrient um, management, in addition to the ag committees in their offices. So I, there's a lot of positivity going on. I think um, together as a conservationist and the groups that I mentioned, you know, we're doing great things. That's fantastic. Thanks for that, Russell. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsors here. Growth is at the heart of everything we stand for. And at ICL, we don't just talk about what might be possible in the future. We actively work with you to create it every day. Our full range of plant nutrition products, including controlled release, water soluble, liquid, and specialty granular fertilizers may help you grow more with less. Learn more at icl-growingsolutions.us. We're thrilled to announce the North Valley Nut Conference taking place on January 31st at the Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. Held in conjunction with UC Cooperative Extension, this is a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to success in your orchards earn valuable continuing education units, and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to expert speakers share valuable insights and practical advice. Attendance is filling up fast, so visit myaglife.com events and register today. That's myaglife.com events. Hi, we're back talking with Russell Taylor, CCA and Vice President of Live Earth Products, about conservation and ag in light of recently receiving the Certified Crop Advisor Conservationist of the Year Award for 2023. Russell, you know, you work in the humic product space over at Live Earth Products. You're, a, you know, a staunch advocate of humic products. What are the benefits of these products and, and other biostimulants really? And, and how can the agriculture industry, you know, continue to, to learn about and, and support these for, for the future? Sure, Taylor. Thanks for the question. And it's a loaded one because the, the plant biostimulant category as a whole does several different things and encompasses many products. So I'll try to um, kind of focus on the humic substances first. So I also represent the Humic Product Trade Association as president. So as president, I tried to advocate on behalf of the entire industry. And there are things that these products do and because they're a component of your soil organic matter and, and function with soil organic matter, like 
you know, mitigating salt, retain nu nutrients, improving soil aggregates to um, help retain water nutrients. Those are known because they're a component of your soil organic matter. Humic and fulvic acids can also be blended with fertilizers to function as what they call a nutritional chemical. And what happens is you reduce negative interactions between the plant nutrient and some other things that can reduce availability, therefore making a more efficient use of that nutrient applied. And I'll give you an example that we conducted with our company. We did a trial on corn using a liquid nitrogen called urea, uh, UAN32. And with and without humic acid, it was grower normal UAN and then uh, UAN with humic acid. We got 20 more bushels out of the same amount of nitrogen just by adding humic acid to that nitrogen. And so how that works is these products are not a nutrient themselves. And that makes them kind of fall outside the laws as far as is it a pesticide, is it a fertilizer? Technically it's neither. It's an organic acid that stabilized the nutrient and allowed that nutrient to have a longer availability to the plant, therefore impacting its nutrient use efficiency and improving its value to the farmer. So that's how these humic substances are generally used by growers. The, the issue is, and you mentioned the plant biostimulant category, there really is no category for these products. And that's kind of where the, uh, the hot potato falls within the state and federal government. Definitely. And so, you know, clearly, you know, you're, like you said, you're working um, on behalf of the industry to sort of advocate for, um, you know, that, that hot potato to, to make sure that, you know, things kind of harmonize at that, that state and federal level. I mean, how, how can, you know, other folks kind of do what you're doing within the industry to kind of, uh, you know, continue to support these products, make sure they, they find their place? So the first thing is actually there's a bill in Congress right now, and it was put forward by a, a California representative. Um, I think you have a senator and a state representative, um, Panetta and Padilla, uh, both uh, supporting this bill, both in the House and the Senate. And the act is called the Plant Biostimulant Act 2023. Call your senator and call your congressman and tell me support these acts. All these, all the, that we're trying to do is get farmers more access to these tools. So that's the number one thing a grower could do is contact a congressman and say, hey, I support this. Please get it in the farm bill. Definitely. And, you know, speaking on, you know, since you're also a CSA, I'm curious about how they can kind of advocate to their growers as well. You know, what role does the certified crop advisor, Russell, play in advocating for this product category and, and really educating growers? So the one thing that CCAs do is they do continuing education. So the, they're, they're required to do that as part of their CCA certification. We're always reviewing the latest and greatest research, the latest and greatest um, information being published out there. What you see is a disconnect between the research and what farmers can put on the label. And you need somebody who's trained in that, is reviewing this current research and seeing this data out there and saying, hey, look, there's some things that we're seeing in the research that aren't on the label yet they can't make claims for but there's enough research that we see you know there could be reasons to use these products such as heat stress for example or or water stress you know using humic substances might help um, attenuate or alleviate those those conditions in the field so having ccas do this continuing education and review the up and coming research it helps connect that grower to the information so i, I think ccas have a real strong role and being a conduit to giving the farmers the information they need. Definitely a great way to putting that. And, you know, 
once again, going back to kind of your side of the advocation, um, I, I'm just curious what else besides maybe the Plant Biostimulant Act is, is happening in, in the regulatory space currently? I mean, you mentioned, you know, things we are making progress as an industry. Is there anything else happening in that space that's noteworthy? Yeah, so there's actually two races going on here. There's those actions being conducted by the federal government and those actions being conducted by the states. And I haven't really mentioned the states yet. So the states kind of meet and convene twice a year through a group called the American Association of Plant Food Control Officials. They go by the acronym AFCO. Now, AFCO, they try to make a bill or multiple bills that harmonize so that way the states, which have independent laws, can all have the same rules. Well, just this last year in 2023, the states voted to create what they call a beneficial substance model bill. And what that is, is it's a model bill that allows each state to handle these substances that are neither fertilizers nor pesticides and have a uniform labeling and requirements for each state. Now that will be voted on in January, February of next year and hopefully be finalized. Then the states can take action on that. So the states are not uh, waiting for the federal government to make their decisions. They're acting in tandem. So that is already conducted. And you'll actually see um, the fertilizer laws change in California and the, the claims that manufacturers can make. And then the farmers will see new things on the labels they've never seen before. So it's exciting stuff. Um, and I'm happy to be at least a contributor and a part of those committees and, and a voice in that room. Definitely. It's really great to see you know, the movement in that space after, you know, all, all these years of kind of confusion around the space. It's, it's great to see the movement there. And, and thanks for, for being part of that on behalf of the industry, Russell, and, and thanks for being here and congratulations on, on winning the conservationist of the year award. We appreciate you. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for having me. This is Taylor Charleston from My Ag Life. Thank you for listening. Subscribe for updates, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.